This is the Do Ball Mission podcast. We've got head coach John Galloway back this week. Coach, how was the bye week? It was great. It was great. You know, obviously with Dolphin Dash, we felt, you know, like we were working to, to win another battle and, and we were fortunate to come out with that victory. But uh, really cool for us as a coaching staff to step back, uh, focus on some individuals, really have a chance to get to get to get to be with our, some of our guys and then really look at our deficiencies over the first month and try to address some things as we head into a, a really heavy slate for us in March. Right. Is there anything you got to do personally because of the bye week or was it just kind of business as usual minus a game? Yeah, kind of business as usual, which was nice. It was nice for us to be able to really focus on ourselves and, and look in the mirror a little bit and, and look at our statistics and self-scout and uh, just see what we could fix and give our guys a chance to catch their breath a little bit and get healthy, which uh, was just as beneficial as being able to practice. So uh, we, we were excited to get back at it though this Monday and uh, we'll have a few more days to get ready for obviously a really unique opponent on Saturday. Uh, you briefly mentioned Dolphin Dash. I figured you might want to say something or add something just uh, about the whole week as a whole, your guys' efforts and your donors' efforts. What went into that? Yeah, incredibly thankful for the amount of support that we have as a program, you know, to be able to win again from a dollars raised standpoint, to have the alumni participation, uh, to have the folks in our program who support us at the at the highest level. Um, you know, it, it doesn't, it goes unseen, but you know, what these people do for us that allows us to operate this spring uh, with maybe the heaviest travel budget in the country, uh, with the, the ability to, to equip our guys with what they need and what they want. Uh, and then also be able to do things outside of that normal purview that allow us to be a closer team. So um, the, the, the Dolphin Dash week is, is obviously a cool week, but it really impacts us throughout the entire year. Right. So that week came and closed. Now we're looking at the crown this upcoming weekend. I was hoping you could just kind of touch what does the crown mean to college lacrosse? Yeah, it's a cool event. Uh, it's, it's, it's relatively young still, but for the, the area of Charlotte, I think it's really important that they have these teams that come in on a one-day event that you can you can go watch high-level women's and men's lacrosse over a, you know, a gosh, a 12-hour period and, and be able to see some of the best teams in the country and highlight some of those teams as well. And to have Duke and Notre Dame women and have Wingate, who's you know, one of the better Division II teams and a local, uh, local team at that event against Limestone. I mean, these are really, really cool opportunities for, obviously, for us as players and coaches, but also for the Charlotte community. I know that Chris Schiller has done an amazing job of making college lacrosse important in an area that doesn't have a ton of college programs. And JU is the prime time game for that. Could you kind of touch on what that means for the program to be the prime time game of the crown? Yeah, you know, we went in, gosh, that must have been 2019, and played against Towson, who was, I believe, number one or number two in the time, and then Penn State, who ended up going to the Final Four that year, and we were kind of the uh, the young puppy looking up, and, and to be able to now be at the event, uh, to have a chance to play against a really good high-point team under the lights at 6.30 as kind of the marquee game, uh, I think just shows you a little bit of the growth from then to now, but also uh, allows our guys to experience what a Final Four atmosphere will feel like uh, with multiple games, short breaks in between, you have to kind of be really professional in, in how you approach this and uh, that's certainly going to be a cool opportunity for our guys this Saturday. You went back a couple years uh, with our participation in the crown. Do you have a favorite memory from the crown? Uh, you know, obviously that first year playing in the rain, it was rain, it was cold, but to be playing Towson at the time, who I, again, I think was number one, um, and we were winning for parts of that game, I believe it ended up being a 15 to 13 game, uh, just a really cool emotional game with a lot of young guys, a lot of guys that, um, you know, are on this team that, you know, are, are more freshmen and, and just learning how to play college lacrosse. So pretty amazing to think about how far the, this group of guys has come since that moment. Sure. Now we're looking on to the opponent. We've got high point. They're four and one. Uh, they're starting to get votes to be ranked in the country on different associations. What do you see High Point as? 
A really, you know, a fantastic team, first of all, a team that we have a great rivalry with, that we know very well, uh, that we've played in conference with since I've been here, uh, an emotional team. They, they play on high on emotion, both on the field and on the sidelines. Uh, offensively, they're, they're red hot right now. I believe they're averaging just under 17 goals a game. Uh, they have an elite attack, a midfield that we, we're very familiar with, fast, speedy, uh, has the ability to shoot from the outside. Their goalie's playing well right now. Uh, it, it's, it's a unique matchup and that we know them well, but at the same time, it's now not a conference game that I think both teams are excited just to get after. And, and, and I feel that you'll experience a championship atmosphere on Saturday night. And you mentioned their goals per game. They're actually fifth in the country right now with their goals per game. Uh, looking at last season, 114 to 13 against High Point. Is there any similarities between last year's game and this year's game? Do you expect something kind of similar with that? Um, yeah, again, just the, the, you know, the players change, but the jerseys don't. So to, to understand the rivalry between these two programs is important because you'll, you'll, see, you'll see a similar physical game. There were a lot of penalties last year, came down to the wire. There was a rain delay, and then teams came back, and we fought back, and they fought back. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's similar every time we play these guys. So I would expect, I would expect a, a similar atmosphere, just different bodies. You know, there's going to be different bodies. Obviously, they're without some guys from last season. We are as well. And how do we kind of uh, – address those areas and and fill the voids and, and who steps up for us next is always kind of the exciting question where do you think that jacksonville matches up really well with high point where would you say there's some question marks over who might match up better versus the other yeah, it's tough to tell. You know, it's tough to tell because we have so many new guys playing for us right now. And, and until you see them in person, it's hard to tell on film. And uh, I think for us, we're going to really just focus on what we do well, which, which you know, over the last two weeks, we've been able to develop that. Uh, and then also try to take away their strengths. I mean, they have some very specific players that are, are super talented and guys that have we've played against, some new guys on the board. And uh, again, playing well in the goal. So uh, we want to kind of uh, highlight our strengths and as we've done the last two weeks, address some of our deficiencies to see if we can close that gap and close that void. And uh, yeah, it's very much a top 20 matchup, so it's going to come down to who executes in big moments of the game. If we go back just a couple weeks to, I believe it was the last time we were on the show, actually, we'd kind of talked about players who were right on the cusp of kind of contributing and who you thought was right there. And you mentioned Dylan Watson. Watson goes and scores a handful of goals that Saturday. Is there anyone else who you think is kind of starting to come onto that cusp and maybe Saturday is their time to start with more con contributions? Yeah, you know, we, we really are proud of our rope unit. We think Tucker Garrity is a special player. We think he's continuing to play at the highest level. Uh, I think that for him, it's all about um, you know, how do you recognize a, a short stick D midi? Because it's it's just one of those those positions that's um, that's not glorified. Uh, and then at the midfield, I think all of, we had a lot of guys stepping up right now at the midfield, but. At the attack, Jacob Griner is a guy that we know what he's capable of, and, and we know he's frustrated with how the early season has gone for him. Uh, him and Jackson and Trier are guys that have played a lot of minutes for us, and to have a chance to see those guys, um, you know, kind of step up their game over the last two weeks has, has been fun to watch, and I think we're all looking forward to watching those two break out. You mentioned the short stick middies. Uh, Jacksonville actually is currently second in the country for the most caused turnovers, so that's something that those short stick middies are obviously contributing to. Um, is there anything else where you think that there's just as a group kind of about to show themselves on this stage and as you kind of wrap up non-conference play in the next few weeks? 
Yeah, I think our rope unit is really the group that we're looking at all the time. You know, when when you're asking young guys to play, there guys that maybe haven't played in the past. Um, you know, I think that that unit of our face-off personnel, our LSMs, and our short-stick DMITs is what we refer to as our rope unit. You know, they're, I think they've been challenged this week about the face-off game and how we can be better there as a group, uh, how we can be a little bit tougher on the ball. And um, High Point presents a really challenging midfield unit that is fast and explosive and generates a lot of their offense. So that unit will be challenged over the next week. And um, I think that they're, uh, you know, they're, they're ripe to emerge if they continue to execute the game plan. All right. Well, that's everything that I have. Is there anything you'd like to add before about the crown, the experience this weekend? No, I think just you know, obviously being aware that there's seven games in March, and this this week is going to start a three-game slate for us. So the ability to just play more games and learn more about ourselves. I think everybody's still figuring themselves out right now. It is still February, and uh, as as we dive deep into March and have a lot more games in the month of March, it's going to be cool for for us as coaches, us as players, us as fans to learn a little bit more about the identity of this team. All right. Well, thanks, coach, for joining us. We'll be back next week. Pre- Reviewing a couple games. We got the crown Saturday. We'll recap that as well. Thank you.